This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. We're still talking about how to fight for your family, how to fight for your family. According to Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm talking concerning don't gamble with your family. Do not gamble with your family. When you gamble with your own family, you lose. When you gamble with your own family, you lose. Gamble has reference to risking something that's valuable, risking what you have with the idea of getting something more. Kenny Rogers, the country singer, I think he passed away the year that COVID hit or the year after. Kenny Rogers had a song called The Gambler, and some of the lyrics go this way. No one to hold them, no one to fold them. No one to walk away, no one to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. So the gambler is not actually about gambling. It actually isn't about gambling, but it's about how to win in life with the hand that you're dealt. I asked for my spade players the other week, the spade players and the bid whiz players, the tongue players. I see one back there, the car players. Y'all don't know nothing about spades and tongue. What about, what's the other one? Euchre, y'all don't know nothing about hearts. Oh, okay, uno. 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 Okay, help Jesus. All right, the uno players then. Got to bring it into the 21st century. The Uno players, you can still win regardless of the hand that you have been dealt. God gave you your family as a gift, so you have to honor your family. You have to cherish your family. You have to fight for your family. Not fight against your family, but fight for your family. Defend your family at all costs. Don't gamble with your family. When you gamble with your own family, you lose. We're still talking about how to fight for your family. On Wednesday, we talked about how to hold them. Today, we're going to talk about how to fold them, but I need to lay some principles down, and I'm focusing on the family. This year, I've been praying over those prayer requests from family prayer. I've been praying and crying and touching and touching the grim, and sometimes I just have all the prayer requests in the bed with me. Just touching the prayer request because I'm carrying you and I'm carrying your family in my heart. Listen to me. I'm fighting for your family. But listen, don't let me be more willing to fight for your family than you are. So I need to lay some principles down so that we can know how to fight and win. We're supposed to fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight. Why? Because we win. We don't win just because we want to win. We win because we fight and we fight good. So we talked about how to hold them today. Let's talk about how to fold them. Fold them means to cut your losses and move on. Cut your losses and move on. Okay. Y'all got quiet right there. I didn't say nothing about divorce them. 
I didn't say that part. Don't put words in my mouth. You need to listen to exactly what I'm telling you today because I'm teaching you how to fight for your family. I said, move on from the downward spiral, from the toxic cycle, from the day-to-day, day-after-day-after-day drama. We got to move past that. We're moving past drama today in Jesus' name. So sometimes you have to get some counseling. What's wrong with counseling? Nothing. I don't want nobody to know my business. Well, then stay in a downward cycle. Sometimes you have to be transparent in order to get help. It's no longer feasible for us to suffer in silence because I don't want nobody to know. If you need help, get the help you need. And if your family members won't go, that's on them. You go. You go. If your family members don't want to go, you go. Get some counseling for yourself. Get some help for yourself. Listen to me. Improve yourself. Come on. You improve yourself. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 in the voice translation says, Above all else, watch over your heart. Diligently guard it because from a sincere and pure heart comes the good and noble things of life. In other words, prioritize boundary setting both morally and emotionally. Let's put setting boundaries at a high priority. This ain't a shout message, but if you hang with me, you're going to shout on the other side of it. We can't control what other people have done, and we can't control what other people do. But you can control how you respond. Everything is not a react. Sometimes settle down and respond and respond appropriately. The difference between you being a victim or a victor in any situation is the demonstration of your faith. So when situations and circumstances arise, and they will, because the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all, the difference is act like a child of God in the situation. Come on, don't match their energy. Don't match their, their way that they're doing it. You act like a child of God. You use your faith. Listen to me. Your faith works. And you know, you know the principles of faith. Ask, believe, confess, demonstrate, expect, forgive, and give. Where there is a legitimate reason to be indignant, and sometimes there are legitimate reasons to be indignant. Y'all know what I mean by indignant, don't you? Nostrils flared and eyes bucked. Not rolling up. Sometimes there are legitimate reasons to be indignant. Listen to me, but there's never a legitimate reason to void your image and your integrity. There are reasons to be indignant, but there are never legitimate reasons to void the image that you were creating, created in, nor void your integrity. Your integrity is who you are. That's who you really are. 
So don't match their energy. You stand in faith and in victory. We walk by faith and not by sight. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. And see, when y'all get quiet, I know I struck a nerve. Then I just have to stay right there and jump up and down on that same nerve. I just uh, jump up and down on it. When you get quiet, I'm jumping up and down on that same spot because I know I hit something when you get quiet. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and tw- through 28 in the New King James Version read this way. Then God said, this is after he had created everything else. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion. Now he's telling you what you have dominion over. Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. It never said dominion over another person. It told you what your dominion was over. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. Somebody say blessed. Blessed. Come on, put some bass to it. Say blessed. blessed. Put some volume to it. Say blessed. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. He's telling us where our dominion is over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the earth. It never said dominion over anybody else. You dominate your own self. You dominate your own thoughts and your own emotions. He blessed them. The Bible said he blessed them. Blessed means he empowered them to prosper. Blessed doesn't mean he did it for them. He gave them the ability, the innate ability, the God-given ability to conquer. The voice translation says, now let us conceive a new creation Humanity made in our image, fashioned according to our likeness, and let us grant them authority over all the earth. This is God Almighty. Let us grant them authority over all the earth, the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky, the domesticated animals and the small creeping creatures on the earth. So God did just that. God did that. He created humanity in his image and created the male and female. Then God blessed them. Say bless. bless. Come on, put some volume to it. Say bless. bless. Put some bass to it. Say bless. bless. God blessed them and gave them this directive. Be fruitful and multiply. Populate the earth. I make you trustees of my estate. So care for my creation and rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds in the sky, and over every creature that roams across the earth. The message translation renders it this way. God spoke. Let us make human beings in our image. Make them reflecting our nature. We're supposed to be reflecting the nature of God. When situations are indignant and and cause you to desire to be indignant, it's never legitimate to step out of reflecting the nature of God. Oh, y'all better come up in here with me. God had created all of the, the the. birds and all of this beast and the cattle and all of that but he wanted somebody on his own level he wanted somebody to talk to eyeball to eyeball where are my moms with little children my moms with toddlers 
after you've been with them toddlers all day, oh, you so cute. Yes, you don't you just desire somebody on your own level to talk? Come on, God wanted somebody on his own level to talk to. He said, let us make human beings in our image and make them reflect in our nature. Somebody I could talk to on my level. I'm going to create them on my level so that they can be responsible for the fish of the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, the earth itself and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings and he created them God-like. I didn't read it, write it. I'm just reading what it says. God created human beings and he created them God-like, lowercase g, God-like, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. He created us in his image, in his likeness. Woo! What an honor and a privilege it is to communicate with him on his level. Come on, we don't communicate like slaves. Oh, Jesus, please, please, Jesus. But we don't communicate like slaves. We communicate like sons and daughters created in his own image and in his own likeness. Tyler, there's no way in the world you would ever have little uh, Lincoln coming and begging and pleading and scared and won't look at you on your face. There's no way you would let your son do that ever. Come to me face to face, son, and whatever you need, I got you. And I'm going to help you along the way. If you slip, if you stumble, no worries. I got you. Just get on back up and start at it again. Come on, God loves us. God so loved us that he created us in his own image and in his own likeness. The Bible said God blessed them. He says, prosper reproduce, fill, fill earth, and take charge. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is, this is a, what's this, the message translation. God bless them. Prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge. Don't you love it? This is what the message says. Prosper. It's a directive. You do it. Prosper. Reproduce. It's a directive. You do it. Fill the earth. You do it. Take charge. You do it. Be responsible for the fish in the sea and the birds of the air and every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. God blessed us. God blessed us. God blessed us. God blessed us. Come on, get a revelation. The creator of the whole heaven and the whole earth blessed you. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Blood the eyes of their understanding with light, Holy Ghost. The creator, the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end, and everything in between, the great I am, the ancient of days, blessed you. Somebody just ought to say thank you. He blessed you, which means it's already done. You don't have to beg God for anything. You don't have to come to God like a slave begging with your head hung down, your knuckles dragging the ground. 
You approach him on his level. You approach him face to face, eyeball to eyeball, because he said it's already done. He told you what to do. He gave you an empowerment to do it. He said, prosper, reproduce, fill earth, and take charge. Blessed doesn't mean he's doing it for you. It means he gave you the ability, the innate ability to do it. He gave you an empowerment to do it. He pronounced his expressed desire upon you. And his word does not return to him void. Numbers chapter 6. God, I preach myself happy right there. Numbers chapter 6 verses 24 through 26 in the New King James Version said, the Lord bless you and keep you. Get a revelation. He has empowered you to prosper. And he has set a hedge of protection around you to keep you, even when you don't want to be kept. That's why you're sitting at DFC today. Because God has kept you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God has kept you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. It's a gift from God. Take your peace. You ought not be walking around void of peace because he gave it to you. And if God gave it to you, no devil in hell can take it away from you. Now, you can give it up. You can give it away. But in the name of Jesus Christ and by his blood, take your peace back now. In the name of Jesus, it belongs to you. Oh, I preach myself happy. Help, Lord. The principle of Fighting for your family. One of the main principles is communication. Communication is a lost art. Because of uh, Facebook and Instagram and all these quick social medias and texting, we do everything quick and we abbreviate everything and we just say what we want to say. And and oftentimes we hide behind the Facebook. So you say whatever you want to say and nobody is right in your face. So you say what you want to say. It's a lost art. So we don't even know how to communicate face to face anymore. Come on. When I was growing up, they taught us, you look at people in their face. You look at them in their eyes when you're talking to them. You're not looking all off to the side and head down. Look at my eyeballs. Talk to me. Come on, there's a lost art to communication because our esteem has gotten in the way. So now we're looking down and now we're looking away and now we're hiding behind text messages and things of that nature. No, communicate with your family. We're defending our family at all costs. So you have to communicate with your family. You have to do it. It is your responsibility. God said he gave you dominion. So you can do it even when you don't want to do it. You still have the capacity to do it. In communication, there's nonverbal communication. It's what you didn't say. <laughs> nonverbal communication is what you didn't say. Sometimes we can communicate by what we didn't say. I'm looking at Gabe's boots. 
I look at his boots, then I look over at Kendra. I ain't said a word, but I said a whole lot. Nonverbal communication. Sometimes it's just a grunt. Mm. Mm? That says so much. We're not even cavemen, and it says so much. Mm. Come on. Nonverbal communication. Rolling your eyes. Maybe you've been like me. I've rolled my eyes so hard I almost had a headache. Come on, rolling your eyes, smacking your lips. All of this is nonverbal communicating, looking up at the sky when somebody says something. What is looking up in the sky? Are you looking to the hills from what's come to your help? Or are you communicating something else? Folding your arms. When you fold your arms, it's communicating something. Now, for me, folding my arms is very comfortable, but I have to remind myself not to because it says that you're closed. And sometimes when I'm counseling with people and they don't want to hear what I'm saying, they have their arms folded. I'm like, unfold your arms. Come on, my millennials will tell you. They tell on this. Listen, I never seek my church members out. They all come to me. They tell on themselves, and I think that's so hilarious. They tell on themselves. They come and tell on themselves, and then they let me get them told, because here's a pastor, Andrea. I have a right to five minutes to trip out. You come and tell me something that's unwise. I have a reason to trip out. I'm a trip. I will trip. You did what? No, no, you know better. Now, come over here and give me a hug, and let's figure out how we're going to work this out. We're going to communicate. If you're fighting for your family, you have to communicate with your family. Don't always send them to the coach. Don't always send them to the teacher. You communicate with your own child, with your own husband, with your own wife. We communicate things by laughing at people. And here's the thing. None of us like to be laughed at. Unless we're trying to be funny. And a lot of times when we're trying to be funny, it ain't even funny. So we don't like when people laugh at us. Staring people down. You ever had somebody in a steering contest? <laughs> this is, I'm going to take a side journey real quick. I got a little bit of time to Pastor Tim and I, we were going to, he was preaching at a church. I'm first lady now. I'm co-pastor. I'm going with Pastor Tim to preach at a church. So you know how us young mothers are. Oftentimes after we get all the kids, we don't even have time to get ourselves together. So I'm in the car trying to put makeup on and mascara on. And the person, they, they kept trying to drive to the side of us and they were just looking. And I was like, dang, can I put my makeup on? You know, I was getting a little agitated. So in my, in my mind, I wanted to just be like, but the Holy Ghost, your helper, he will help you if you take the help that he gives. The Holy Ghost told me to just smile and wave. I smiled and waved. I didn't want to. I wanted to say, dang, mind your business. I'm trying to get boogers out of my nose and crust out of my eyes. Mind your business. Why did we drive up to the church? And the people drove up and parked right next to us. I was like, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
for the leading and the guiding. Because sometimes you just want to stare people down. They're looking you like, what you looking at? They're looking at the glory of the Lord that is upon you. They're looking at the image of God. They're looking at the anointing. They're looking at a beautiful creation. That's what they're looking at. Stomping your feet, slamming doors, or in the Pastor Andrea's case, throwing cans of corn in the pantry. It all is communicating non-verbally. Throwing things, sleeping in another room, or sleeping on the edge of the bed. Don't touch me. Come on, that's not right. You know it's not right. That's not right, and you know it's not right. The Bible says don't even go to sleep in wrath. Don't go to sleep when your emotions are so high. If you have to stay up all night long and talk it through, if you have to stay up all night long and read the Bible, (laughs) quote scriptures, Pray in the spirit. Do what you have to do for the sake of unity. Because there, where? The place of unity is where God commanded blessing. Life forevermore. I was attacked with a challenge. This is when I was diagnosed with um, cancer. And that day, I was having a little bit of symptoms that morning. So that day, Pastor Tim had worked my last nerve that day. That day... I was, then I wasn't feeling good, and I was like, this ain't right. I was like, listen, he the one that worked my nerve, but I said, let's get back in unity. For the sake of fellowship, I got a whole symptoms going on in my body, didn't have no idea what the symptoms were. But I'm not going to hold on to my right to be right. I apologize. I apologize because I voided the image of God when I stopped communicating effectively. So I was the one to went back and apologize. That same day when I went and they did the different tests, the report came back, cancer. I'm glad that I apologized because three cancer treatments later and believe in God, I am healed. You gonna hold on to the right to be right and die? Uh-uh, I apologize. Because I'm going to live and live this life more abundantly. Verbal communications is what you said. What did you say? Because we have to say what we mean and mean what we say. But it also has reference to how did you say it? Because you can say the right thing in the wrong way and it can still be just is damaging and stand ten toes down when you know that you're standing on the word of God so I'm this is founded upon the word of God so I'm ten toes down on this I'm not moving and I'm not flinching but I don't have to be nasty about it good communication includes communion compassion and comprehension we have to be willing to give understanding some of us have scars and I was going to teach this in, on the, um, the call the prayer call and the Holy Spirit directed me another way but this is how the Lord gave it to me don't let the scar scare you 
sometimes we're so scared by the scar because it hurts so bad and we went through so much trauma, we just never want to go. Don't let the scar scare you. Yield in understanding. Listen with the intent to understand, not the intent to have a good comeback. Listen with the intent to understand, not with the intent to have a good comeback. Come on. Having a good comeback is not worth the unity because there, where? The place of unity is where God commanded the blessing. But if I'm not in the place, it wasn't that God didn't command the blessing. The blessing went right to the place. I was out of place and outside myself. Another part of good communication is attention, adapting, and acceptance. Accept people for who they are. You don't have dominion over not one person on the earth besides yourself. So you accept them. I'm a composite of all everything that I've been through. All the experiences makes me who I am today. So there needs to be some type of acceptance and some type of understanding. Understand certain things may trigger a person. Come on. People have triggers. Just because you don't have any doesn't mean they don't have any. But the reality of it is we all got some. They're just not all the same. And then pay attention. Pay attention. One, one time I asked Pastor Tim, what could I do to cause him to feel more secure with my communication, secure in our relationship? And he says, I would like for you to look at me when I'm speaking to you. What? <laughs> I could be doing 50, 11 other things. I got to stop and look at you. Oh. But if that's what makes you secure, I'm going to put everything down. Because you got to be secure in this relationship. Because one plus one equal one when it comes to God. The two have become one. So I will honor you by putting it down and looking you eyeball to eyeball. And here's the thing. Sometimes we could be facetious with stuff. Oh, I got to look at you now. Don't be facetious. Come on, let's honor them. We're in the image and the likeness of God. And God always gives us his full attention. He is always constantly ever thinking about us. Good God Almighty. You know we call on God 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning and we expect him to attend to us. We're created in his image. We're created in his likeness. So don't we owe our family members the same thing? Yeah. We're fighting for families yeah. this year, and we will defend them at all costs. Dang, I'm out of time. Last two, and then I'm going to have to pick up. I'm going to talk about setting boundaries. I'm going to pick up on this and we'll talk about setting boundaries when we come back on Wednesday. Boundaries are good. We can redefine relationships and redefine how we do things. So we'll talk about boundaries so we can understand how to set boundaries. Boundaries are not big old walls that we put up. Boundaries are the way that we handle ourselves in situations. The fourth thing was respect, regard, and recognition. These are good qualities and good communication. Respect, regard, and recognize. Respect, regard, and recognize your son, your daughter, your husband, your wife, your mother, your father, your brother. Respect them. 
listen to me, you can give respect even when people don't necessarily earn it. That makes you a bigger person. Come on, and then the last one. Honesty, honor, and holiness. Stay honest. Sometimes we tell little white lies. Why? A white lie is still a lie, whether it's white or black or blue. <laughs> a lie is a lie. It's an untruth, and we don't have to lie. So I never told them, this is just my conviction, I never, oh, I never told my kids about Santa Claus that they're, y'all get what I'm saying. They knew he was a character. So when we went to the mall, there's, a, there's the character, Santa Claus, just like Barney, just like uh, Snoopy. There's, just, I never lied to him. Because if you lie about certain things, then you start telling them Jesus is the Lord, and you tell them the tooth fairy going to put a quarter under your foot. <laughs> always be honest. Honesty always wins. Honor them and always keep it holy. Y'all know what I mean by keep a holy? Oh, y'all don't know what I mean by keep a holy? <laughs> keep it holy. Keep it above reproach. We all have an old zip code. Your old zip code might not be mine. Mine, 48342. I got some stuff. I came from the hood, you understand. But now I'm saved. I'm born again. I walk by faith and not by sight. So it's a, hear my heart. It's a very unintelligent person that can never express themselves without cussing. Oftentimes a person uses profanity because they can't think of another word to show the passion that they feel. Get you a dictionary. Get at the source and learn a new word every day before you have to cuss every other sentence. I saw this lady in Walmart, and when I tell you I thought she was talking to a grown man, get your blippity blip and so and so and so and so, and I looked around the corner, that child couldn't have been no more than two. Broke my natural heart because that is what that child takes in. It becomes what they think about themselves. And it begins to void God's image in them. So let's watch how we talk to our loved ones. We don't have to call them names. We don't have to talk about their weight or their color or whatever, how big your head is and how nappy your hair is. That's slave talk. We don't talk like slaves. We talk like sons. And in the moment, if you can't think of anything, then just put the shed to the up. Bible talks about study to be quiet. Study to be quiet. Just be quiet until you can come back with words that encourage, words that exhort, words that lift up. Come back on Wednesday and let me take you a little bit further. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church, we're a family.